The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free. This is Gail Leach, author of The Art of Pickleball, and here's the host of The Pickleball Show, Chris Allen. Thank you, Gail, and welcome to the show dedicated to helping you play better pickleball while having even more fun and meeting new friends who share your passion for this great sport. My name is Chris Allen. Let me tell you about today's guest. If there is somebody who has done more to help spread the word about pickleball, I don't know who it could possibly be. You know this guy from allaboutpickleball.com and, of course, pickleballrocks.com. I've seen people wear Pickleball Rocks t-shirts. I've seen pictures of them on every continent on the globe, Uh, maybe except Antarctica, and I'm sure that's coming here pretty soon. Of course, I'm talking about the one and only Rodney Rocket Grubs. Rocket, thanks for joining us today from Brookville, Indiana. Welcome to the Pickleball Show. Well, Chris, happy to be here. I just came off the pickleball courts today and uh, looking forward to having a good chat. Now, what is the pickleball scene like up in Brookville? You have a uh, big core group there? What's interesting about pickleball is we travel around. We, we get a kick out of telling everybody, if you make it your goal to get 1% of your population of your town or your community playing, then you've got a very successful pickleball program. Well, Brookville, Indiana is a little country town, about 35 miles outside of Cincinnati. We have a population of 2,500, just a little country town, and we've got 1% of our population that plays pickleball here, (laughs) which when you do the math, it comes out to about 25 people. What's interesting about Brookville, though, is we're 35 miles from Cincinnati. We're 60 miles from Indianapolis. Every week, we get people that come from Indianapolis, Cincinnati, Dayton, Ohio, Hamilton, Ohio, Connorsville, Indiana. It's become like a little mecca of pickleball here in southeast Indiana. Oh, that sounds great. And I know you've got the uh, Great Lakes Regionals coming up, and you are a special advisor to that tournament, aren't you? Myself and my two sons, Josh and Zach Grubbs, as well. They asked us uh, last year when they landed that regional in Fort Wayne, they asked us if we would be, first of all, the tournament directors. And we had to politely turn them down because we spent so much time on the road that really just wasn't enough time for us to put all the the time and effort into doing that. So we agreed to be what they call the tournament advisors. And so basically, we get to tell them what to do, and they just have to make sure they've got the core team there in place to do it. And they've done a beautiful, beautiful job. I heard great things about last year's tournament there, and this will be the second year in a row. Is that correct that it's in Fort Wayne? That is correct. Is it indoor or outdoor? It's an indoor tournament. Uh, We're a little little literary trying to pull off an outdoor tournament in August in Indiana. Two reasons. You do get some occasional rain here, but you get in really intense heat and humidity. So, uh, yeah, it's an indoor tournament. It's at a a venue called Spice Fieldhouse, which is a huge basketball venue in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, We will have 13 indoor courts set up there and, and ready to go. It's a big, open, lots of space on the courts. 
I think players are going to really, really enjoy it. Well, that sounds great. And this episode of The Pickleball Show is airing on Monday, August 3rd, and that is the registration deadline. So if you're listening on Monday, August 3rd, you do have until midnight tonight to enter that uh, Great Lakes Regional Tournament. Get your name in there. We'll link to it in the show notes. We'll uh, take you directly there so you can sign up. And again, you do have until midnight this evening to get your entry in and be part of the tournament. Now, tell us a little bit, Rodney, about uh, how you discovered pickleball. How long ago was it, and uh, what led to your discovering this great sport? Well, for me personally, I've been playing now for seven years. My story is much the same as a lot of people. Okay, somebody introduced it to me that had brought it back from someplace else. And in our particular <laughs> case here in Brookville, Indiana, two couples, the lady we call the, the queen of pickleball here is Marilyn Hedrick. She and a gentleman by the name of Larry Sheets and then another couple brought it back from the villages. They had retired. They wintered a couple time, a couple winters in the villages and just fell in love with it there. Came back to Brookville, Indiana, their little country town, and just basically committed themselves to getting it going here. And so what they committed themselves to doing was throwing a couple little fundraisers and building two pure pickleball courts out in an open field right here next to our, our 4-H fairgrounds in Brookville. And as soon as they got those courts built, then they came to me. And I happened to be, along with a, a good childhood friend of mine, Jeff Siebert is his name, we were the local high school tennis coaches. And they came to us, and, and basically they came to me first and said, Rodney, you have to try this. And so just as a courtesy, I went over to the courts, and they put a paddle in my hand, and literally before I got off the court, I was like, wow, that is so cool, so cool. So as soon as I got hooked, then they were like, okay, Rodney, now you need to go find players. We built the courts, and you're in charge of finding players for this. It's up to you. Yeah, it's like we, we made the pond here, so now you have to stock it with trout. That was basically it. So from my, that, those beginnings here in Brookville, they kind of made me the little Pied Piper of pickleball in this particular area. So I took off and started putting paddles in people's hands, and they started following. They couldn't have made a better selection for uh, for choosing a Pied Piper because not just in Brookville, but around the country and around the world, you have such a presence online, at tournaments. You see the pickleball rocks paraphernalia everywhere around the world. You're constantly on Facebook, uh, putting videos up on YouTube. I couldn't think of a, a better ambassador for pickleball than what you've stepped up and become. It's always good to hear that stuff. A lot of the credit has to also go to my the Pied Piperettes or whatever behind me. You know, my, my son, Josh, uh, my other son, Zach, their wives, my wife, Karen. It's it's a family affair, and it has truly been a, a fun adventure so far. We absolutely love the sport of pickleball, and we love telling other people about it. So it's been wonderful. Now, do you prefer indoor or outdoor play? Do you have a favorite? Actually, I don't because I like, the t I like both, but for very different reasons. I enjoy going indoors where you have to uh, take the softer ball and you have to adapt to the lights and adapt to the flooring and adapt to... You know, the conditions inside, the backgrounds that you have to catch the ball coming out of, and then you go outside and you've got the wind and the sun and all the other uh, outdoor elements, which I was very used to with my many years of tennis. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we were a tennis family, and you know, for that reason, I love adapting, trying to adapt to the elements. So that's the challenge for me in pickleball is more than anything is trying to, to adapt to the venue. Since you came from a tennis background, we've been discussing recently more and more about having one single unified pickleball that is used indoor, outdoor. This is just the ball. Because in tennis, I mean, you've got clay, you've got grass, you've got hard court, but the tennis ball is always the same. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think we'll ever have eventually one specific unified ball that is used everywhere? I don't believe so. And I'll tell you a couple reasons why. And, and number one, let me start from my tennis background. I participate in the USAPA Ambassador Forums, and so I get into a lot of those questions, question and answer sessions, and I do see a lot of the things online where a lot of people say, tennis ball's all the same. Tennis balls are not all the same. Just like in pickleball, every tennis ball company, if you go to the Penn Tennis Ball Company or the Wilson Tennis Ball Company, mm-hmm. they have balls that are made more for clay. They have balls that are made for high altitudes. If you go up to a high altitude uh, court, they have balls that are made for that. They have very different balls for different conditions. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people just walk into Dick's Sporting Goods or a local sporting goods store and buy a can of tennis balls and think, well, this, they're all the same. In most of the sporting goods stores, they are. But if you get into the higher levels of tennis, where you do have that touch and feel that your 5.0 pickleball players do have, it's a, it's a very different game in tennis. And those players, you know, they want the right ball for the right conditions. And so you're seeing the same thing in pickleball. I don't know that you'll ever see a uniform ball that will be able to bounce the same and give you that same uniform bounce that you're looking for off of every surface. Because I've played, you know, and a lot of the players out there can, uh, can confirm this, you know, I've played on a, an indoor hockey rink at the Kalamazoo tournament this year what was concrete a nice slick concrete surface and if you put a ball on there that's very hard that ball is going to skip and it's going to slide on that surface if you put a nice soft and I won't name any company balls here but you know if you put a nice soft ball on that then you get a nice natural bounce I've played on indoor carpeting at the Columbus Convention Center here a few years ago the Arnold Schwarzenegger had a had pickleball there a few years ago and I actually played in that tournament on an indoor carpeted surface. And the ball we used that day bounced very naturally. If you would have used a hard ball on that particular surface, it would have been a nightmare. So I don't know. I mean, I know <laughs> there's, you can make a pickleball out of different materials, but I don't know how you're ever going to get one that's going to give you the same uniform bounce you know that you're looking for off of every surface and some people say too that it's uh you know the surface yeah you're right you're never going to have it equal on the the different surfaces but at least i would get the same bounce coming off of my paddle if i played with the same ball all the time a lot of times you know with third shots you know a harder ball those dura balls they're coming off your paddle a lot harder they tend to to go out and and people don't have the finesse maybe if they're used to playing with an indoor ball so some people say well i'll take the differences in the surfaces as long as i can guarantee that it's always coming off my paddle the same way mhm i reckon there's both sides to that <laughs> to that argument you know, and again, from my tennis days, again, depending on who your opponent was, what surfaces were you on, you were on, you would string your paddle or mm-hmm. your paddle, your racket. I automatically say paddle nowadays. <laughs> my, my tennis racket, it would be strung at different tensions depending on what 
reaction I wanted the ball to have when it come off of my tennis racket. Now, you mentioned uh, being an ambassador and being uh, on the USAPA uh, in the forums and participating in discussions. Now, if somebody were to just appoint you pickleball king and you could do anything you want, you could make any kind of little rule adjustment, you could do make any adjustment to the game that you would want. Is there something that you would like to change, if you could, that you think might be a little bit of an enhancement or an improvement to the game? <laughs> well, two things popped to mind immediately for me, okay, because I'm fortunate enough that my family and I get to travel the country, you know, and this is what my family does for a living. So we get to see a lot of different venues, a lot of different players, and this sport is just absolutely exploding in every state, in every community. But because of that explosive growth, you're seeing more than ever now players coming into it from either tennis backgrounds, racquetball backgrounds, from higher level. And they're coming in at the 5-0 level and Mm -hmm. starting to dominate almost immediately when they come in. And so, you know, it's just going to be a natural thing, Chris, that you're going to have to have eventually higher than 5.0 ratings. There's going to have to be a 5.5 and a 6.0. And and tennis, I know, goes all the way up to 7.0. 7.0 is your professionals in the tennis level. Right now, 5.0 is as high as we go. But there's going to have to be, you know, future levels added to pickleball, no doubt about it. You know, and then the other thing, I have a hard time, because I sit on those forums all the time, and I hear everybody and their brother out there coming up with different ideas. Oh, we should change this. and Oh, we should change this, uh, you know, the kitchen violation. We should change the serving rules. You know, you should be able to step one foot in there if you want to go ahead and serve. That's okay, because you're not going to gain an advantage. And it shouldn't have to be an underhand serve. <laughs> I, I hear all that stuff, and I think to myself, oh, you know, it's like stabbing me in the heart, because I am a... I'm an old-fashioned guy. You know, those rules were made 50 years ago, mm-hmm. and they've always stayed the same, and I really think we should keep those legacy rules in, in place. But, again, because we're seeing a much younger generation now starting to flood this, this tournament and more athletic people, I don't know that I wouldn't be against maybe moving the, the non-volley line back, maybe just a little bit. Maybe it's 12 inches, maybe, because right now we're seeing such athletic guys out there that can – almost literally reach the net, mm-hmm. you know, and not still not step into the, uh, into the non-volley zone. So as far as maybe moving that line back, you know, a foot, 18 inches, something like that, I don't know that that wouldn't be a, a bad thing to, to do. Interesting. But other than, that, other than that, I can't think of anything that I would want to change. It's amazing how balanced the game is. The balance and the number of options that you have to win and to lose, <laughs> and I sure I I find out the number of uh, just when I think I've seen every which way I can lose, I figure out a different way. <laughs> but, <laughs> we should compile a list sometime, shouldn't we? <laughs> oh boy, it's amazing. You think, all right, you know, it's nine to two. I think I've got this one pretty much in hand, and then whoops, I just lost eleven to nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, hap- it's happened to all of us, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, but it is amazing the balance to the game. Can't believe that over the course of maybe four or five summers that they figured out all the little nuances to the game and it and it stood the test of time. I had a, an interesting opportunity at the national tournament last year to to sit under a shade tree for about thirty minutes with Fran Meyer. And Fran Meyer, of course, you know, from one of the original originators of, of pickleball come from that background. She's been around this game forever and we just sat there and chatted, and I basically just listened to her for 30 mm-hmm. minutes. And one of the key things that I took away from that 30 minutes was she talked so much about how the original rules and how the game was, has evolved to always stay balanced between offense and defense. 
to never let one side or the other have that, that huge advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I'm hearing that here lately in the forums. I'm hearing some people talk about, oh, we, to speed up the game, we should go to rally scoring. Well, you go to rally scoring, then that just takes away. It takes away that balance between offense and defense. Mm-hmm. Okay, because obviously when you're serving, you know, you're playing the point very, very differently than when you're serving than when you're receiving the ball. You know, you take certain chances, you hit certain shots, you're trying to hit the third shot drop, you're trying to do certain things to get that advantage because the defensive team, of course, has the advantage. They get to return the serve and get to the, to the non-volley line right away. So they have that huge advantage. And how does the offensive team turn that around? Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of the game is trying to figure out the strategy for that offensive team to be able to get up there to the line with that defensive team and try to take control of that point. Rally scoring basically takes that away. And so I'm a big believer in keeping things traditional. And Fran Meyer, you planted that seed last year in that conversation. I thought that's just now I understand when I look at when I listen to people talk about changing rules and I look at those rules and understand why they were made the way they are to keep that balance of offense and defense. It just makes total sense to not be tweaking those those rules. And you think that rally scoring would turn it more into a power game, more of a bangers game? Oh, I definitely think so. Yeah, I absolutely do. We're talking with Rocket Grubs from Brookville, Indiana. Pickleball ambassador extraordinaire. Pickleball Rocks merchandise is all over the globe, and you've got so many different outlets uh, online. You've got allaboutpickleball.com, you've got pickleballrocks.com, pickleballshopping.com, and we will link to all of these sites in the show notes. How do you juggle all of these different sites and keep them filled with so much great content all the time? Well, Chris, my background... I'll, I'll give you the quick story. I had a 20-year career with AT&T. I was a data analyst for AT&T. I retired very, very early at uh, 13 years ago from there. Mm-hmm. And one of my best friends at AT&T was, a long, was the long-distance corporate planner for AT&T, and he planted some seeds in me that said, you know, at that time, the Internet, the Internet, the Internet, that's where everybody's going to be shopping, that's where everybody's going, going to be doing everything. So when I left AT&T, I left there and started a small marketing consulting company for small businesses. And I basically tried to learn everything that I could about social media and about online marketing and how to take a small company and, and grow it from zero to you know, X amount of dollar in sales. And so today, still, I still own that small marketing consulting company. I have 50 or 60 clients around the Cincinnati area that, that uh, my little company services. But out of that you know, sprung the, the idea of Pickleball Rocks. People have just been tremendously supportive of our family and our, our little business. So, uh, yeah, couldn't be more thankful for the way people have stepped up and helped us with the T-shirt sales all across the country. Well, I think that I speak for everybody in that we couldn't be more thankful to have you out there spreading the word and promoting the sport and doing it in in a way with such class and fun and humor. You and your family are great for the sport, and we are lucky to have you. Chris, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And once again, if you want to be part of the Great Lakes Regional Tournament, if you're listening to this podcast on the release date, which is Monday, August 3rd, you have until midnight this evening to go and register. You can find the link to register down in the show notes. Also, you can uh, email us anytime you like, mail at pickleballshow.com. 
Facebook.com. We'd love to hear from you. Question, comment, rant, rave, uh, show, topic, whatever you like. Find us on Facebook too. Facebook.com slash Pickleball Show and Twitter.com slash Pickleball Show. We keep it easy for you. I'm Chris Allen. This is the Pickleball Show. And until next week, keep them low. The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free.